Welcome to this rebroadcast of Hope in the Night. We hope the content of this program will bring you biblical hope and practical help. Now here's Hope in the Night with June Hunt. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, there's a cartoon character I remember with the catchphrase, good grief. Uh, Would that be Charlie Brown? That's it. Uh (laughs) Trivia for the day. And so what is uh, a way or or ways that we can have good grief if we can have some do's and Mm. don'ts for that? Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a great question. You know, uh, in the Psalms, David shows us what to do with our grief. And we all have grief at different times, uh, a painful loss. And uh, he brings his raw honest feelings to God. He cries out to God. He even questions God. And he tells the Lord how his his grief and suffering affects him physically and mentally, emotionally and spiritually. He's incredibly honest. And uh, as David processes his grief before God, he often recalls then God's faithfulness to him. He remembers God's promises. And by the end of many of the Psalms, David expresses a renewed trust in God himself. And I think the issue is um, some people, they are consumed with a sense of pity. Some people call it self-pity, but it, it can dominate your thoughts, just focusing on the whys and, and well, nobody else seems to be going through this except for me right now. I think the issue is don't let pity dominate your thoughts. Instead, seek peace through contentment. And there's a very interesting passage, Philippians 4.11. I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Now, I understand that we cannot want something, but the contentment comes when we know God is our strength. We know God has a plan and a purpose for us. When we know we can literally have contentment, meaning that doesn't mean we understand all the circumstances, but I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Just pray that God will give you contentment, contentment that whatever we have now, uh, the loss that is there, you say, God, you know my pain, and I I yield my will to your will. May I have an increased compassion for others who also have gone through great loss. May I be the person you created me to be. And he will answer prayer that's according to his will. I I think there's another huge issue. Don't be consumed with regret. I don't know of anyone who can say, oh, I've just lived a perfect life with perfect... uh, Responses the whole time. Wow. <laughs> no. Can't imagine. <laughs> um, everyone has a time of looking back 
and actually times, plural, of looking back and saying, oh, I wish I had done this differently. Well, if you're consumed by it, that would not be what God would want us to be living with constant regret. Instead, literally learn from the past and accept the past. Uh, Proverbs, the very first chapter, verse 5, says, Let the wise listen and add to their learning. Let the discerning get guidance. So you turn to the Lord who knows all, who literally sees all, and he sees where we've blown it in the past. I can think of times where I regret what I did, and and at times I didn't know. I didn't know how to handle uh, a type of grief. But uh, the Bible is very clear. Let the wise listen. Let's listen to what God says. Uh, add to their learning. What do you need to learn through this pain? And let the discerning, let the discerning get guidance. I always think of, uh, and often will have this picture in my mind. Um, it is one of when I have gone through something very painful. I, I know that I don't want that, but I know it's going to be used for good in this way. It will stretch my capacity for compassion so that I can feel the hurt that others feel. Uh, it's not just sympathy or empathy, it's compassion. And the last is don't ignore memories and feelings, both positive and negative. There are those who, they'll say, oh, I, I'm going to put away all pictures of this loved one, or, or I, I don't want to be reminded. Well, no, you, you allow yourself to feel your emotions and to reflect on your memories. And in fact, Philippians 1.3 says it better than I could say it. I thank my God every time I remember you. In other words, well, like with my mom, I thank God over and over. Now, she's been with the Lord for 20 years, and I, I still say, thank you, Lord, that I learned so much through Mother. Thank you for giving me, even though she felt flawed, thank you for giving me her. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. 
What does the Bible say about anxiety, abuse, or grief? Does the Bible really say anything about addiction, boundaries, or dealing with difficult people? As June Hunt has often said, there really are biblical solutions to all of life's struggles. We are excited to let you know about the newest and most comprehensive resource from June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart, the Care and Counsel Library. Developed over a span of 35 years with the help of pastors, counselors, and ministry leaders, the Care and Counsel Library is a 50-topic, 10-volume set of books which provide clear answers from God's Word on real-life issues. This is a must-have resource for anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom. And right now, you can save 25% when you get the whole set. Check out the Care and Counsel Library today at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we thank you for your prayers and support of our ministry. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 of what we call our Keys for Living that will help you to address your situation. Keys for Living provide biblical hope and practical help on so many topics, and there's something that is uh, sure to connect with whatever you're dealing with in life. So we'd like to talk to you about that. Just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help you and uh, just get the right resources into your hands or or maybe even point you to something on our website. They can give you uh, access there and you can see uh, some free resources that we have and even downloadable, printable if you'd like to, and uh, that might be helpful for you as well. The uh, Keys for Living we want to recommend tonight called Grief, Living at Peace with Loss. And customer, customer support, again, can help you get that. The number is 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Also, check out our website. It is hopefortheheart.org slash store. I mentioned the keys for living earlier. So many topics that are available there, including uh, stress, anxiety, fear, marriage, parenting, abuse, uh, so many more topics. And uh, there's uh, there are over uh, 30 topics in the new store, more being added to that store monthly. So go there and see what we've uh, got for you at the website. Also, our Lifeline to Hope online training is there, as well as June's other resources. So hopefortheheart.org slash store is the website there. Well, let's get to our caller for tonight, and we want to welcome this evening, Rachel. Well, hello, Rachel. So glad you've joined us. How can we help you? Hi, good evening. Um, so I, I, I actually had called because I went through a situation where I lost my partner um, about a week or so ago um, due to an overdose. Um, And, you know, we had a whole family, and and it's been a very difficult time. And, you know, one of my daughter's birthday as well coming up. Mm. And um, it's just been too much going on at this moment. Oh, my goodness. So how many children do you have? Um, we have two in common, and I have two from a previous um, relationship, wow. and yes. Okay, so are they all together? Yes. Do they live, you all, so there are four little ones, young ones that you have, is that, yes. is that correct? Oh. Yes. 
I am so sorry for your loss, and it it hurts my heart when uh, I'm I'm sure um, it's so painful when it's to an overdose. So so you you so wish that uh, there could be intervention, but it. There's no opportunity anymore. Isn't that true? Right. So, how can I help you? What would be helpful to you? To me, it's just um, this is my first time experiencing this kind of grief um, of losing someone, especially to to that you know to an overdose, and it's you know it was mm-hmm. such a sudden thing. Um, and now going through the grief, he was like basically my only support. Um, we each other support and now mm-hmm. he's gone. And then now I feel, you know, at moments I feel very lost. Um, and I just yes. don't want to know how to, how to go about each day. Mm. I'm going to mention something. I'm thinking of several people who have gone through the loss of someone very endeared um, and have you been uh, in, in an active member of a church where even the children have a place to go, and there are leaders who help. Um, have, have you have you been a part of a church? Um, I haven't um, honestly been a part of a church um, uh-huh. for quite some time. <laughs> um, and, and since I have moved um, uh, from boroughs, I honestly have not been uh-huh. a part of a church since. Well, I'm going to, the, the only reason I want to mention this to you is the grief that you must go through. The Bible says there's a time to grieve, a time to mourn. Well, when, how long had you known your partner? Um, we knew each other since we were 11 years old. Um, but we have been together for a period of four years. Okay, so you've been together for four years. Okay. And did you have, uh, what I will say, a close relationship? Yes, we um, we had a very close relationship up until um, the situation with the addiction. I... I I did not know what how to help him. Um, honestly, I just it became frustrating to the extent where it um, created a lot of uh, back and forth issues. Um, mm. And when you know, I, I was the one that found him along with mm. EMS in my apartment when I came home. Mm-hmm. Um, but prior to that, um, we had been in an argument. Wow. Are are you feeling any type of I'm going to say guilt 
uh, personal blame? I do. I often ask myself why I didn't come home before, you know, why, you know, why I should have had a louder argument to come up again. Um, you know, maybe I should have done something else and I just don't know what else that I did not do right or I didn't, you know, what else was missing or what I missed um, to help him or to, to be there for him and, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe that wouldn't have happened. Well, let me let me ask you a question. Would would he have been his better self had he not had the addiction? Yes, he is always a, a good person. He's very kind-hearted, very helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, w- without that, he you know he he his priorities. He knew what his priorities were and. It, and you know he was an overall great person, but once mm-hmm. he started his, you know, the addiction stepped in and he started using it, kind of um, took him away from us. It was, it was like a mm-hmm. whole uh, ten steps back, and and that's what started creating the problems between us. <clears throat> well, very candidly, Rachel, um, when someone has what you're describing. An addiction. What was he addicted to, by the way? So at the hospital, they had informed me that he was he had an overdose on opiates. Opiates, yes. Um, so many lose their lives, uh, and and they know it's a risk. Um, I've never talked to anyone who has an addiction to know uh, to to to. Uh, be unaware that it is risky. Um, there are so many deaths. And so what I'm hearing is you were trying to help him. You're trying yes. to reach out so that he could uh, face whatever he needed to face to get off of an opiate. Um, it, uh, it is tragic. And, and I, I hear that, and and I understand you're hurt, but I want you to, to look logically, because emotionally, you're, you're wounded, you're hurt, because he didn't have to die. It's not like he right. had uh, heart failure of caused just by virtue of the living of life, uh, or it's not like... Um, his his whole being uh, caved in uh, out of nowhere. I mean, you already know what the reason was, and you were. And this is this is important. Would he want you to feel guilty about a decision that he alone made? Would he want you to feel guilty? No. Okay. So. I think the important thing is to look at the truth. The truth is you knew it was harming the relationship with your family, your your little family. And yet that's the nature of an addiction. An addiction uh, is, I'm going to say it this way, it's this compulsive, I have to have this it's the most important thing in my life, and 
I'll do whatever I need to do to continue on. Now, that's the nature of, it, it could be an addiction not to any drug. There are many other addictions. There are, there are food addictions, there are sex, sex addictions, all kinds of addictions. But when someone is prioritizing the uh, object of their addiction, whatever it is, uh, always the, the loved ones are minimized, uh, turned away from, they are forgotten, or they're just not priority. And so I'm just saying that is normal, and I, it would be wrong for you in fact, it would, it would hurt your children for you to be taking the blame for something that he chose to do when you knew it was hurting the relationship that he is supposed to have with the children. Is that not true? Right. Okay. Yeah. So, grief is normal. Grief is a process. It's, um, in fact, the deeper the emotional attachment to the person who has died, the deeper the grief. And grieving has no set time frame. It can last for months. It can last longer. But God longs to heal our hearts when... We are filled with grief. Uh, in the Bible, we read, and this is Jesus who is speaking. Jesus said, you will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. And what this is about is he knew he was going to be crucified. And he tried to tell his, his disciples that he, he told them, and they did not want to hear this. Um, and yet he said, you will grieve. But it's like later your grief will turn to joy. In other words, there's another end of the story. The end is not in, in hurt and pain. ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as His precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org. 
World Class Hope Together Conference is returning to Allen, Texas this October with leading experts and over 50 ministry training sessions, including crisis and trauma response, lay counseling, marriage and family, mental and emotional health, life coaching, and leadership. Hear from dynamic speakers featuring Nick Vujicic, Taya Kyle, Gary Wilkerson, James Ward, General Bob Dees, Steve Arterburn, Dr. Joshua Straub, Dr. Eric Scalise, and our very own June Hunt. Join a genuine supportive community of like-minded friends and leaders who have answered the call and discover our growing network with year-round support for your ministry needs. Register now at hopetogether.com. That's hopetogether.com. And don't miss the life-changing experience of the Hope Together Conference. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in a moment. If you have questions or concerns about the topics on the program tonight, just call our customer support team. They're at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they can help you access the appropriate resources for you. The Keys for Living that we're dealing with tonight called Grief, Living at Peace with loss. And you might be interested in that topic, or maybe there's something else that would be more helpful to you. Customer support can recommend something for you. Uh, Just have that conversation with them. Let them know what struggles you might be having. Or maybe as you deal with someone else in your life, someone you care about, and you'd like to pass along some of our resources to them, just talk to customer support and they'll help you to know exactly what would be uh, kind of the best resource for you to get. The number, again, for customer support is 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you'd prefer to email them and ask your questions there, just do that at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. And um, again, ask your questions regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. That email address again, customer support at hopefortheheart.org. And they'll look forward to hearing from you and getting an answer right back to you. Let's get back to our conversation now with Rachel. Well, uh, my friend, when you described the situation of the loss of your uh, partner, One of the things that I want to make very clear to you is what I'm hearing from you, that you were trying to help him. You were trying to help him get off of it becomes a deadly drug. And uh, opioids uh, are, are devastating to individuals, to families, and um, so every time you begin to feel guilty, you need to say, I need that. And you can say, I've been told I need to deal with the truth. The truth is I was trying to help him get off a drug that was only uh, hurting him. And but again, addiction is uh, is something that now many people overcome addictions, but they need to be committed to say I I'm I'm willing to change because I know this is wrong. Now 
unfortunately, that's not where he was. But what I'm saying to you is you won't be helping your children if you carry what I call false guilt. False guilt. Um, You did not, well, I'm going to say this. Do you believe that the argument that you had over his addiction, do you believe that that caused his death? Um, I, I don't. Um, however, at moments during my point of missing him, I feel like it has. But um, he, he was using even when we were not in a bad space. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was, you know, I, I feel like although we were in a good space, he was still going to use it. Yes. So I want you to hold on to that truth. Um, False guilt people can live with and have, but it's not true. See, let, let me say something about guilt. Guilt that I call true guilt is the result of wrong choices. Um. The Bible calls it sin. Sin is anything that is outside of the will of God. And that we we are supposed to feel guilt when we choose wrong and willfully choose wrong. In fact, I'm going to tell you a prayer that I prayed for, that I periodically have prayed, and that is, God, don't let me get away with anything. Meaning, I don't want to do something that I I know is wrong and then keep doing it. And I've asked God to not let me stay choosing wrong. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So, true guilt, by the way, is something we all should have. Now, many people think, oh, I, you know, why would anybody want to have guilt? Well, it's not that we start out wanting to feel guilty, but we want to live our way. I'm going to do what I want to do, even if it goes against God's will. Now, what, what does God have to do with this? Well, the wonderful thing is God created you He created your children. He is the author of life. And he is all-powerful. Now, what I'm saying is, when we live here on earth, the Bible says all we, like sheep, have gone astray. Each one of us has turned our own way. It's, I'm going to do what I want to do. But that's not best. The best of all is to say, Lord, I want to do what you want me to do because he can literally, and I'm going to use a term, kind of an unusual term, but he can pour into your mind how to think in a right way. Um, In fact, he... God is, um, 
the Father, the Father God, there's God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. They're called three in one. And the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of Christ counsels us in the way we should go. And God, who is all-powerful, who knows all, he knows all the decisions you, my friend, will be encountering. Tell me the ages of your children, um, the four, all so four. My, uh, ten, nine, uh, two years old, and one year old. Wow. Okay. So, do you believe that you will maintain custody of his two children? Yes. Okay. So, when you look at your future, you have an awesome responsibility, don't you? Yes. With the children. Well, one thing that is clear, you don't know everything. No human being does, but God does. God, who is... he. God created the universe, and he created human beings. And he wants a relationship with us. You said that um, uh, you, and I know you've not been in church uh, for a long time. Uh, Were you ever actually a part of a church? Uh, No. Okay. Well, what... I know, at one time, I became a youth director. There were 600 in our our junior high division right after I uh, had graduated from college. And I was told, you are going to be our junior high director. I saw kids, young people, um, 7th grade, 8th grade, ninth grade. They... Uh, Many of them, for the first time, were coming to church, and they were learning what God said. In fact, I uh, I had been in a church. Now, I didn't know anything about the Bible, and the, I ended up being in a church that taught all these things that I had never heard before, and it was fascinating. But see, from my perspective... Having been on a church staff, there are all kinds of things that can help families when you're in a good church. And I'll tell you what I'm calling a good church. It's one that helps us know God in a personal way through the Bible. Do you even have a Bible? I actually, yes, I do have one. Okay. Well, I can remember having one, but I'd never opened it. And I was 15 when I finally opened up a Bible, and I didn't, didn't even know anything about it. And, uh, and by the way, how did you happen to know about our program, this program called Hope in the Night? I actually um, had one of um, a friend of mine who uh, listens to you, and he encouraged me to 
call. Um, and I did actually hear along with him um, one of, um, uh, it was sometime last week. I was uh-huh. actually on the phone listening to you along with my friend over the phone. Hmm. Well, that sounds like a good friend. Is that right? Yes. Yes, okay. he is. Well, Rachel, um, there are times when we can receive help, and help can come in many forms. But um, my thought is, because of you wanting to do the best you can in regard to, to your children, is that right? Do I, do I have that right? Okay. Yes. Uh, well, so you love your children. Um, what I know is, I know many people who, for the first time, started going to church because of their children. In fact, I had a dear, dear friend years ago. I never will forget. She had, she was not going to church at all. But then when she had children a certain age, she, she told her husband, I think we need to get involved in a church. And it made all the difference in the world. Uh, now, the issue wasn't, going to a physical church. Um, what I'm saying is it began when she went to this church. She heard a message that she had never heard before, and that is that God loved her. God had a plan for her life. The Creator God, who has a plan for her, he, he says, I know the plans I have for you. This is God speaking. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a, and a future. So see, he has a good plan. He has a positive plan. And our challenge is, will we humble our hearts and receive Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. What that means, Lord means you let him be a master. He, you, you, you turn control over to him. And then I remember, I never heard of any of this, but that Jesus can come and live in your heart. struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches, and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life. June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. 
That's 1-800-644-4817. If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, we want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real-life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. Listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. Our customer support team is available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. You can call them at 800 488 Hope. And what they do is uh, they'll listen to uh, maybe what struggles you have, what information you'd like to get from our ministry, and then uh, match that up with you uh, and uh, maybe send along some information to you or uh, find a resource on our website that would be helpful for you. But uh, just talk to them and their number again, 800-488-HOPE. We are recommending tonight the keys for living called grief, living at peace with loss, and customer support will help you get that in your hands if that's going to be helpful for you. Their number again, 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you'd like to speak with June about a situation in your life, you have some questions and you would like to know really what God's heart would be on your situation, a struggle that you're having, uh, talk to us about uh, doing that on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night. The number is 800-917. And when you call, leave a message for us. We'll get back to you and talk to you about what questions you have and schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. That's 800-917. Now back to our call with Rachel. Well, Rachel, I'm going to share something with you that's personal. When I was um, in a family growing up, we had a lot of pain because of decisions um, that my parents made. And later, um, I was, there were people that cared about me, who eventually um, encouraged me to be in a wonderful church. And I saw leaders, and I saw um, a number of kids that were just, uh, they, they inspired me. I didn't know the Bible at all, but I remember there was the first scripture I ever kind of took to my heart that that um, I kind of personalized, it said, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. And I, I 
just had not been exposed to God and the truth. And I started um, as a teenager choosing to go to church. And I can't tell you the difference it made. I didn't talk to anybody about my pain. I don't think I could have gotten words out. That came much later. But what I'm saying is, uh, and I, I'll, I'm just going to say this. I have a brother a year older and then two younger sisters. And um, they would all tell you if they were here with me that the participation in a biblically-based church where the Bible was really taught and the activities for us as kids was huge. In fact, um, I, I heard my two sisters say the other day, uh, it was um, our emotional salvation because we had a lot of pain growing up. Is that making sense to you, what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. And all, all churches are not equal, but I'm just saying to you that the, there's a scripture that says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together, meaning being in a fellowship. Uh, a, I'm calling it a fellowship it's being with others. But I think down the road, um, at some point, this would be one of the wisest things you could do for your children as well as for you. And okay. now, I, I understand you were never really a part of a church, so that's not been your pattern but that's true with a lot of people. They don't start, you know, they, they can't help what they don't have initially. Um, but then as an adult, you're the one who can choose for your children what is going to be in their best interest. And this is where I have talked with many young parents who would say, I, I realized that we needed wisdom as a young family. We needed wisdom, and I chose not to go alone, to live life alone, separated. So I want you to truly think about that. But the most important thing is this. The Bible says God so loved the world, and the world means you. You're in the world. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him, and that means to rely on him, to entrust your life to him, to them he gave eternal life. Eternal life. What that means is God's plan is that we would 
live here on earth in a positive way dependent dependent on him this is not a negative addiction this is i'm going to do what god planned for me to do and what he plans is that we yield our will to his will we yield our life to his life and the bible says and i never will forget reading this and i'm telling you what was a surprise to me i read a scripture that says it's christ in you the hope of glory well i didn't know what the hope of glory meant but i didn't i, I it's christ in you i thought i i know something about jesus had come to earth from heaven and he lived on this earth and i did believe that i'd heard about that um but i never heard anything about Christ in you and it took me a number of months to be willing to do this but to literally humble my heart and receive him Jesus as my personal lord and savior giving him control of my life is that something you've ever thought about doing Yes, it, it it is something I have thought. You you have thought about it. Yes. Well, you know, I cannot think of anything more important than right now. You've got you've got your future. You're a young woman, I gather. How old are you? Thirty-four. Thirty-four. Okay, sweetheart, you have lived about one third of your life. And you've got two thirds more to go. Do you believe that you need wisdom to know how to make all the decisions that will be on your shoulders? Yes. Okay. Good. I know I need wisdom because we don't know everything, but God does. And it's not just wisdom. what he wants to do is to come into our lives to change us inside out now again i didn't know this but then once i started reading the bible the bible by the way i remember, I remember asking a question i said well who wrote the bible well the god did he he wanted to communicate to us and he used human scribes he he used human beings to impart what he wanted us to know and so the bible you have by the way can can you understand the bible that you have or is the language a bit archaic i actually can understand that i um i not really continuously read it but i Okay. Over some pages, and I was able to understand. Okay, good. Well, what I'm wanting to pose to you is um, the Lord 
actually can heal your hurt. Um, in, in the book of Psalms 30, uh, verse 2, we read, The Lord my God, uh, I called to you for help, and you healed me. And, sweetie, um, he knows how to heal your broken heart. When I later was hurting because of family difficulties, then I saw a scripture that became so important to me. Um, and it, it's uh, Psalm 34, 18, where it says, He heals the brokenhearted, and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And, sweetheart, you do need to have a healed heart. That will come in time. And he says he healed the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you believe that God wants you to come into a relationship with him? Yes. Okay. Are you willing to pray a prayer to receive Jesus, to come into your heart, and to have a relationship with him? Are you willing to do that? I'm so glad. There are people right now praying for you who are listening. Would you just pray after me? God, I need a real relationship with you. God, I need a real relationship with you. I need healing for my heart. I need healing for my heart. And I need wisdom. And I need wisdom. Jesus, I understand that you are the Lord, the Lord God. Jesus, I understand that you are the Lord God. I'm asking you to come into my life. I am asking you to come into my life. Change me inside out. Change me inside out. And make me the person you created me to be. And make me the person you created me to be. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for forgiving all my sin. Thank you for forgiving all my sins. Because I'm giving my whole life to you. Because I'm giving my whole life to you. We will send our keys for living on grief called Living at Peace with Loss. We'll send that to tonight's caller. And we're able to do that because of you and your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash hope, And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.